Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Clam comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to be my friend I do You had better go and get up and Alright, we will And maybe we could keep it Maybe or we're going to be great No, but maybe Wait, if I write it, do we keep in touch? So I don't know It was It wasn't recent That's true I wish you well also Sign your pen Patrick Keenan of the winter, winter sounds. sounds. Don't you ever, ever forget that. Patrick Keenan of the Winter Sounds. Does he have a song called Winter Sounds? I don't think so. But he does have a song called Keep It Real off of their latest album, Maximum Reality, and I am obsessed with it. And he's still overseas? He's overseas. When's His he... song Meteor closes out that album, and I used it in my Charleston special end credits, and I love that song. When so is much. he coming back? I don't know. I do not know. He will be back. Witness Protection Program. That is just our theme for the next who knows how many episodes. <laughs> Where's he at? Korea? I think he's moving. He's about to move Japan? again. He was in Korea, but I think now he's somewhere. I don't know. He's all he's all over. Him and his wife are everywhere. She's do you think in there's school, English speaking stuff. comedy festivals in South Korea or Japan? Yes, absolutely. Why don't we do the one of those? I don't know. I don't know. Would you? I've gotten offers to come to Japan. But it is fully paid for and covered with no pay. You don't make anything, which is fine. I mean, that's a crazy trip to get to make. Yeah. Uh, I just haven't been able to make it work out. And also... Just a moment. Okay. Is that... Did you like that? That's my new Foley. (laughs) You sounded like Siri. Siri. Is that me? It's me, but I don't know what's happening. Why does it want to talk to you all of a sudden? I have no idea. Okay. I mean, that's what's... Well, you started talking about South Korea. And now it's like, why? Well, yeah. Even though that's South Korea is not even the issue. Big big tech perks up. <clears throat> big tech. Um, but uh, I, I would want to, you know, my wife and kid to come with me as well. And so then it becomes a little costly. But if you go into a trip like that that's covered like and you're making money, you're a like, A third ah. of it's covered. It's true. A it third true. of your. It's true. Okay. Um, but uh, yes. Anyway, I was just hoping I would do that those. we could hang out with. I, I, so we have to have. 
Patrick he'll, at a show. He'll be back and he'll be at a show and we will not be announcing it. That live show will just get to be like, oh my God, he's here and he's playing the song acoustically in front of us. Why wouldn't we promote it? Because I want the crowd, that live crowd to go, holy shit. I don't want anyone to know it's coming. Okay. Because then we could promote the second one. Yes. But the first one. Exactly. It's like when Stevie Nicks walked out with Fleetwood Mac. Exactly. And people were like, what? People's minds melted. They go, what the fuck? It was like, what, 2001 or 1998 or I'm going to remember any of that. When Fleetwood Mac reunited on stage, they didn't tell anybody. Stevie Nicks just walked out. Yeah. And people went insane that's the, that's the right way to do it if you love fleetwood mac enough that you're like look stevie nicks isn't in the band anymore but i'm gonna go and, and i'm gonna look past it and i'm gonna see them because i love the band that much and it's just gonna be good and then and then that witch comes out on stage that witch she's a witch is that her claim she's like she's, i'm a witch yes all right but of like the i think of the healthy like was... kind not of like the like you know like see if she floats kind i think they're all healthy i think all forms of witches are healthy <laughs> No. Have you seen The Witch? It's wizards only where you're like, are you that kind of wizard or are you this kind of wizard? (laughs) (laughs) You need to watch The Witch. Then you'll meet Black Phillip and you and I will have a whole episode about that. All right. (laughs) Okay. Before we get into this episode, Roar. Do a little biz. Look at what I got. Shut it down. Do you know what's in this? No, but I'm very excited. It's a big envelope. That's a lot of stamps. Because. Four. It mattered. That's four stamps. I'm about to tease something, and I'm sorry, but this uh, these episodes, we read letters. Yes. In the Palpatentrion, we do whatever the fuck we want to do. But still read letters. <laughs> but we've gone in, I think we did like a 40-minute one once. Yeah. It, there's no, that is just a pen pal space. Yes. And the uh, the safety net, if we always have to fall on it, is we read letters from... People who have already written us. So we, yes. They write us back. Tell us what's going on. Or somebody writes us a letter about a letter that, that we read. Yeah. Because it's all going, the lines are going back and forth everywhere. Love it. So excited. Okay. And I wish you Now, well. the reason I talk about that is because I, I have a letter here. And I'm just going to read it really quick because. Are we in the letter? Is this the no, letter? No, we're not. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. This is business. Technically, it's a letter, but I pulled... We're not over there. You got it. Okay. Dear Dan and Rory, Mm -hmm. my girlfriend is cooler than me. It's one of those things I admitted to myself a long time ago. All right. So just noted that the guy who thinks he's not cool is saying Dan before Rory. Okay, go ahead. She's a touring musician, playing guitar, and singing in multiple bands. Besides being a talented performer, she's an amazing songwriter. Plus, her name is Sapphire Jewel, for real. She sings, she writes, she shreds, and a few of her songs are written about me. I have this weird emotional reaction to this. It's a bizarre melody of confusion, shame, and deep resounding love. She cares and thinks about me so much that she had to compose music to express her emotions, then performs them, and people tell her how much they love these songs. It's fucking wild. I walk dogs to pay the bills. Are you saying it's fucking wild or is that in there? Love that. It's because, fucking wild. Because you its just looked paragraph. up and we made eye contact and you go, it's fucking wild. And I was like, Dan, he, just, he never talks like that. Right. Dude, that was a cold reading. Just <laughs> let me know. Do you think I'll get the call back? I, you're, I, keep going. Because I but, struck you on that. Keep going, but you are in the running. Okay. <clears throat> I walked dogs to pay the bills, but but I'm a... 
I just saw something cool. But I'm a screenwriter. I spend all my free time writing and adding to my portfolio. I was house-sitting this past weekend, and spurred on by my girlfriend's passion and appreciation for this podcast, <clears throat> I knocked out a quick project adapting the Pen Pals podcast into a feature-length film. I already like it. It's only a treatment, because who the hell has time to read 90-page script these days? I guess it represents my confusing a bizarre love for you guys and the podcast. Happy holidays and happy new year to all the pennies and pallers out there best regards arjun p.s a song for the playlist small town kid by cuffed up not a song about me but it's from my girlfriend's band all right what is what is her band uh this one would be small town kid by a band called cuffed up which that's her band yeah well she's in sapphire jewels in it i think she said that she's in yeah she's in multiple bands okay Sapphire Jewel. How yeah. do you spell sapphire? We're not even in the letters yet. I'm so excited. What? How do you spell sapphire jewel? Well, you're looking her up. Personally, look up Cuffed Up. That's the band. That's the song we got to add to the playlist. Small Town Kid by Cuffed Up. Not a song about me, but it's from my girlfriend's band. Did you find it? Of course she shreds. This is like a good 90s feel to it. Yeah, you want to go back to Amber and Fitch? This is good. This feels good. Mm -hmm. This is like montage worthy. This is what we're going to play when we put our tuxedos on. Oh, let's do it. When we're getting cuffed up. Hey, we haven't even Boy, she's got a deep voice. I can't interpret who, where, who, where she is in the band. That's okay. We don't have to. She's really... All right. Bring that down because I got something to tell you. First off, we should tell everybody, side note, little wrinkle in this year's uh, Weekend of Tuxes Part 2. Yeah. We're, we're sharing the same space. Yeah. So that'll be, it's like a slumber party every night. And my wife will be there. <laughs> Our slumber party is Daniel, me, and my wife all in that upstairs apartment that Jacoby's never seen. Right. Okay. The reason I say all that before we go to the letters. Cuffed up. Check them out. Is I have the treatment called Pen Pals the Movie by Arjun. Yes. At a future Patreon, we are going to do a theatrical reading of this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yeah. I'm telling people. You're exactly right. I'm telling people so that they can be like, all right, I want to join up. But even if you, you already people, joined up, you're excited. You're that's like, you know my what's point. on you know what's on the And I want everybody to know that it's happening. It's gonna happen. Right. We're gonna read the treatment. Now, will there someday be a script? And Ori and I will pull in a whole bunch of people who will be confused to do a staged reading of it somewhere in L.A.? Maybe. Maybe. But we will do this. And I have, have read it. You, re- you have read it. Yes. So this. So you are, you like it. That's why we're doing this. I love that. Yes. So I the love next... that we already know that you, you're like, I sign off on this. Yes. This is good. So at the, at the, <clears throat> at the next, and it's like written, you know, it's a treatment, so there's paragraphs. I will break it up into paragraphs I will read and paragraphs you will read. <laughs> this is so fun. And God it will live it. on the Patreon. Now, maybe... It becomes has, a, a movie. I know. Well, there's, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, subject to change, uh, maybe we'll do a thing on iTunes where it's like $1.99. If somebody's like, hey, I, I, I love you guys. I don't have five bucks a month because I've been there. I get that. And I understand Let me ask that. you this. When you join the Patreon, yeah. do you have to join for three months? I think so. So then someone just has to have 15 bucks. Yeah, they don't have to have 
$5 every month for the rest of their life. You want to hear it? I'm going to be honest with you. This is I, how little I've I care. I've always expected that. Theoretically, I, I bet you could join up for probably one month, get then, all the episodes that have happened. And then get out. And then get out. Who cares? You know what I mean? I'd rather you experienced it all the months going future forward with us. I, I, I mean, but if I you want like people it. to do what works for their budget. But you know what? If, if that I works want... for your budget and you go, I don't care about the Palpatentrion, then why would you want to, like, stay? The people that stay clearly like the product. Well, they're about to get. <laughs> I, I love the product. I think those Patreon episodes are so much fun. And I'm not saying that as a pitch. I genuinely feel I know. that way. But I also agree. If you want to get in for a month, get them, get, rip them. Rip them. Fine. Put them on YouTube. You think we care? Right. We're all about exposure where we don't financially get covered for it and we eventually have to stop doing it. Thir- That's what we're about. If you're 39 years old looking to finish up college and you've never been to England and your son, your 13-year-old son Derek and your other roommates live in the dorms together. You're talking about Kevin 11? <laughs> and you guys get the pay- you get the Palpitatrion <coughs> and you split it between the four of you? Yes. I don't care. Great. 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 You know, so that's going to happen in the future. You know what we're going to do right now? Yeah. We are going to go to the letters. And we're at the letters. Here we are at the letters. That's, that's the fastest. The fastest. Who wants to go first? You. Or you want me? You call. You know what? You call. You know what? Let's do it like this. Okay. Rochambeau. No, we, we, one is one is fairly light. One is fairly heavy. Mm-hmm. You, the listeners, right now, just when I count to three, out loud, say which one you want it to be. Just wherever you are, just say either the word light or the word heavy. When I count to three, and then trust that whichever one we decide is probably the majority said that word. Right. One, two, three. All right. Here we go. Okay. Did you picture people like like uh, men and women like brushing their teeth? Yes, like, and spitting a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now they got to clean their mirror. The mirror. But they, you yeah. never do it right away. Never like, it's right like, away. Maybe two months. But when in, you do you're do like, it, you're like, oh, doing? why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah, it's like your computer screen. Not Danielle. Right now, Danielle keeps that space. Clean. If you love us and you love you, do it right now. Clean your computer screen. Clean it. Okay. Dory Stove and yep. Ran Daniel. Mm, I'll take it. Yeah, of course you will. It starts with a D. Yeah, but Ori is like the majority of lettering. Okay. Hi. I love your show and both of you. I'm either a penny or a paller, but I don't know which, so that alone should help to classify me. If you read this letter and I end up learning which one I am, that in itself will make it worth it for me. Mm-hmm. Should we tell now or just wait? You. That's going to be at the very end of the episode based on the way we work. Yeah. Well, when this episode ends, if you've heard them all... You're a paller. You're a paller. Okay. You know what I just realized? No one... There, there's a limited amount of time where if you are a paller who's heard every episode, you and I and uh, Aristotle and Benjamin, mm-hmm. we're the, the only, only four that are like genuine... Pallers. Pallers the longest amount of time. Right. As soon as it drops, we're all evened out if you've heard them all. But then as soon as we record... You never know where we're at. Right. Actually, I think we're always ahead. Wait. Because ahead. we record By the t- in an hour from when now, is what? In an hour from now, we will be about three weeks ahead of the next power. God, I like that. Because when, when is, is what? what? Okay, go back. Here we go. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'll also clear my throat. I don't... <laughs> 
You know what's crazy? I'd also is the next words on this. No. Swear to God. Mm. I'd also like your take on this. About 40 years ago, I fell in love and married a man I thought dreams were made of. A funny, smart, edgy, artistic, cosmopolitan kind of guy. Sounds like me. He smothered me with attention and friends and family continually told me, uh, he smothered me with attention, and friends and family continually told me how lucky I was. I felt it too, given all of the above, but I also struggled, even from the beginning. The struggle came in waves. It was never a matter of infidelity. He was a stand-up guy in all those kinds of ways. But without warning, he would withdraw. He would emotionally be emotionally absent to me and immerse himself in an unsettling and over-the-top enthusiasm for something slash some, some, or someone else. We'd fight. His fighting style was brutal. I would cry, plead, and be left feeling defeated. We'd, we'd talk, and he and I most often agreed the problem was me, my dissatisfaction and lack of self-esteem, traits in me that grew throughout our years together. I spent years in therapy and off and on, anti, on, and off and on, on antidepressants trying to fix my marriage and regain my dignity and the initial connection I thought we'd had. 37 years later... I found a therapist who presented me with an argument no one ever had before, that my depression had an external cause. This therapist asked me to look at the possibility I'd never before considered, that the slow breakdown of my sense of self and loss of autonomy may be a, fu- may be a fu- foundational condition of our marriage, one that actually worked to his benefit and to my detriment. When I feel bad, he feels better by comparison. Thus, my deterioration actually made him feel more together, more in control. My smallness fed his sense of bigness. Ouch. I was, it was a devastating idea. Long story short, I came to see that it was true and found the nerve to leave him. After a year of processing the failure of my long-term marriage and the feelings of being duped and betrayed, I noticed that I had no more bouts of depression. I began to regard and respect myself again, and I was living and feeling better than I had since I was 20. So now I'm back, and it feels great, and I have no complaints. One thing nags me. I liked being married and working working to share and be with a person I loved. I enjoyed and I... I liked enjoying and admiring a partner and feeling that the tough times were about being there for each other, building a life, a family, and growing together. That's why I was married. I grieved the loss of the illusion I'd held and that it was mutual. I regretted that the only way I could find myself again was by leaving it. As happy as I am and as much as I have no need for a partner now, I live in a place and a way that I almost never meet single people my age. I can't help but feel like I would like a do-over. I spent my whole adult life with that man. I'd like to know it would have been what it would have been like to be genuinely loved and in a partnership where both people were there to share, compromise, learn, and grow together. I wonder if the reason I haven't met someone, met a person, sorry, who might be a contender is because I've lost all my pheromones or I don't know how to flirt or I don't just want it badly enough. Maybe I just repel a potential partner. I say that because I hear people finding someone after long-term marriages all the time. If I die never having it, that'll be fine. But if a gentle, kind, and good soul of a person were to enter my life and be willing to share space with me without destroying my soul, I think I'd be into it. Should I just forget about it because I'm otherwise happy? Or should I do something? Love and kisses. Sandra. Sandy. What an interesting... And I don't mean this all-encompassing. Sad 
life. But also... Not now. That's yeah. why life is great. Yeah. Well, you turn around a corner and Sometimes all of a sudden you're in the woods. Sometimes it takes that. And a minute ago you were in the city. <clears throat> and you're like, whoa. Sometimes I it takes that. I went this way and it got so different. Sometimes that's the path. I know. But what's important is you kept moving. You kept walking down the path. Here's why I picked this up. I don't know that anyone's ever given us kisses before. I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> here's what... Here's, Sandy, are you trying to date us? <laughs> Oh my God! Are you dating the show? This is our new life. I We're mean, in this hey. like open three guy, two guys, one girl. Hey, hey, are we are we trying to tear her down? No. Are we considerate and building a relationship over time? Yeah, I don't think my wife is going to love this, but why would we not try it? <laughs> I'm speaking as an entity of the show. <laughs> Um, She's like, well, I'm now married to the pen pals. Oh, right. Dan and Roy. Well, not them, them? but like pen pals. <laughs> Basically, the I'm pen married pals. to Shanley. Yeah, anyone involved with the right. show, anyone that's ever written a letter. Uh, Ponters and I, I guess, are a thing. <laughs> it, he says it, but I don't know. Right. <laughs> I'm looking for that Dave yeah, guy. I've never met him. What happened to Dave? Can I just say that he's out there? He is out there. Okay, this made me think of a side note. Can I say it? Absolutely. We have a show... Yeah, the, so far, everything you've said is factual. We have a show, April 18th in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Is there any pennies or pallers? Dave is out there. He is out there. He's out there. Will we find him? This works. Keep it going for my thing. Is there any pennies or pallers out there? Shh. Quiet down and listen, Powlers and Pennies and Sisters and Palpatentra. By April 18th. 4, 18, 20. Who can help me? Is that a code for something? Find Jack Phillips. Can anyone by 41820 help Daniel in his life escape room find Jack Phillips? Or David from... Personally, I've moved on from David. <laughs> and his precious, moment, precious moment styles, it might be a lie. We might have gotten Ponners, but I tell you what, as much as... You know what Ponners is? Ponners has become... A, our our a, Moriarty? Yeah, but in, like this fun Moriarty, like this fun villain of the show that's like, ha ha, duped you again. And it's like, and instead of being mad, you're like, ah, Ponners. I know. You got us. I know. I appreciate it. But also, I want to say this, Ponners, if you're like, yeah, I do get you guys, don't do it all the time. Right. Really spread it out. Right. Because if you did it all the time, then I can't enjoy it. Because you but know who's got us. Spacing it out no is so Ponders, good. But nobody's got us better than Seeds. <laughs> seeds. That's a Palpatentrion. If, if you're in the Palpatentrion, you know exactly what we're talking about, and you couldn't be happier. But Seeds, that was the long game. Mm-hmm. I respect Ponners. Okay. I respect our villain. Okay. Back to it. Okay. I've never heard of depression being uh, like, like that external force. Like you're in. Makes perfect sense. You're a frog in a frying pan. Like you've been cooked into this over time and you never realized that it. interesting picture you're painting. You've never heard that? No, but then oh, again, I all the, it's used didn't in grow up in Wisconsin where 12 year olds can get fucked up. <laughs> Dude, there's a whole thing. There's a whole thing. Uh, about uh, like Christians use it all the time. Well, for all in a frying pan. Okay, you let that 
You let that little part of evil into your life, and then the evil just keeps going and going. If Keith's mom randomly says frog in a frying pan during Texas Part 2, oh. I, I, I on the spot write you a check for $1,000, <laughs> and you can't force it. And Dick, Jacoby, you can't try to make this happen. Anyone in her periphery, don't periphery, don't even say that phrase. Mm. She has to naturally say it. I, Nick will help me out. No Missy one will not, but Nick will help me out. You know, because she's a good person. And Nick is like, how do I make five hundred of these thousand dollars? I'll split it with your heartbeat. Nick, all right, look, and I know this is gonna get me in debt. Nick, I'll give you a thousand dollars straight up to not help Dan make this thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm out five grand the whole time. Well, because I've paid Keith's mom three grand to not say it. <laughs> Because all Nick has to do is come up to you at the end of the weekend and be like, hey, did she ever say it? And then you'll be like, no. And you'll be like, what do you think that's credited to? And you won't know. All right, uh, all right here's 500 bucks. Right. Okay. Um, well, I, so to me, I've just never heard of it being like that you were able, like that it was like, oh, this, this good thing in my life was slowly destroying me. And it was so gradual. Yeah. That I didn't even realize it. You know what I'd like to throw out there? Uh, sort of devil's advocate, but I think there's some legitimacy to this. I'm willing to bet that this this husband also didn't realize that's, it. That's, yeah, that's I'm willing possible. to bet that because that's, he he's self aware. It's, it's a lack, it's a self awareness, and it's probably a lack of therapy. Where maybe someone points it out to me, it's probably a lack of. Uh, Couples therapy where maybe a therapist points that out. Who knows? Maybe they tried all of these things. I don't right. want to, like, say what happened and didn't. Right, but I, right. I do want to put out the uh, possibility. The 100%. reason I say it is because there could be listeners. It doesn't change the outcome or the, or the person or the, yeah. the detriment they were to your life. But yeah. it, they, there it could might be not listeners be who are like, oh, wait, maybe I. it is malicious to be. Mean. It is. But if it's unknowing. Now, granted, it seems like, you know, when you are hurting someone you know, and if you can't change that, sure. I mean, I used to argue horribly. I, I was, I was very self-indulgent. What's that? You were like a bad fighter in your fights? Yes. I, I think all relationships require learning. How it to isn't fight. it isn't learning like how to love each other. There that that is just kind of that's something you can actually kind of sort of do on autopilot. Not completely, but an attraction is an attraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you when you fight, that's you actually have to learn how to fight with each other because there isn't necessarily a case where Oh, yeah, we've been together 50 years. We never fought. Like, I'm not saying those people aren't out there, but God, sure, God damn it, that him. is a fucking unicorn. Yeah. Who knows where two that unicorns. is? Two unicorns. That is two unicorns that somehow mated and never ended up having a third unicorn, which I thought was selfish. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, That's why they didn't fight. Learning how to fight <laughs> is such a... <laughs> yeah, that's why, because they both didn't want a third unicorn. Right. Learning how to fight is is huge, because learning how to fight is you as individuals... Learning how to kind of drop your ego in a way to where you find middle ground. I was very stu- – when I fight with my wife, uh, a little bit now, but I'm better at it. Sure. I didn't want to, like, talk. I wanted to, like, ignore her because I wanted it to bother her and that I wanted it to get to her. It's dirty pool. It's uh, Yes. And it, and that wasn't right. And even at the time, I knew that it wasn't right. But I, my ego and my, my personality – Inform me of being like, well, this is how I am, and I, I'm this individual, mm-hmm. and it really, truly, I don't know that we learned how to fight better until we were, you know, maybe six or seven years into a relationship. That's how insane it sort of is, and also that's how stupid I was to really drop my ego. I'm not saying that she's an angel, but right. in a lot of instances, I knew, and I still look back and I go, oh, I was the problem for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I was the hardhead. I was the stubborn one. It's just. 
how it is, where she's just more like peaceful and compassionate and caring and like wants to come to a resolution. Um, I would get upset and I would want you to know that I'm upset with you and I wouldn't want a resolution right away because I wanted you to sit in the fact that I was upset. Mm-hmm. And it, and so I'm bringing all that up to say, if you're genuinely hurting something, you should be able to spot that. But there might be some listeners who were like me that are like, oh, wait, maybe I, maybe I don't necessarily argue in a peaceful way. You do have to remember that you do love each other. Right. And you are like still We've together. Said this so many times. If the it's the end, if like, it's the end, the first question the is like, do you want to keep doing exactly. this? Like, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, okay, well, let's have this fight then. Exactly. And then, and learn how to have that fight. If you're like, it's not over, then don't, you know, don't be the person who goes, I said some stuff I regret. It's like, well, then don't do that. Right. <laughs> learn to not well, do dude, that. That's one of my, and because if you do that, <laughs> you're, you are trying to hurt somebody. In every relationship I've been in, I've had to tell the girl, like, hey, in a fight, if you call me a name, like if you're like you're a fucking piece of shit, I'm like just so you know, fights we're done. The fight's done. Yeah, like that's we have. There's there is a learning curve to be like. Here's how to fight with me, right? And I understand, and you as well. Oh, hundred. I yeah, yeah. I don't walk into it perfect, right. At all, right? I, I I'm just giving the example of like. Because there are plenty of relationships that I'm sure that are healthy where they can be like, well, fuck off. You fuck it. Like, I don't know. I can't. To me, that seems so unhealthy. <laughs> like, I can't even fathom it. Yeah. But the per- like that would just roll off somebody's shoulder. Like, they'd be like, oh, we're just in a fight. Yeah, but yeah. for me, it won't roll off. Yeah, yeah, It'll, yeah, like, go yeah. through me. Right, and then yeah. I'm, I got this gaping hole that I'm like, well, now right, we have yeah. this problem. Because- like Terminator 2 at the end when he puts yes! the hole through him and then he turns Thank back on because he has a reserve power source. I've never even been in this room. like an easy out. But- right. Um so there is that there is a total learning to it, yeah. but but to to realize to be able to look back and be like, oh, you deconstructed me as a person to benefit your own ego, yes, and then never threw me a lifeline, yeah. And you're supposed to be my partner, yes. I love that she said I mourned the loss of what I thought that was in that companionship because that's a thing too. And this came up because it's mourning the loss of an idea. It's because this came yeah. up in Atlanta. Remember <laughs> we had we had our pen pal um, at the beginning of the show, and she was like, "I'm totally glad, to be div- yeah. yeah, I'm totally glad that I'm divorced, uh, but I'm still very sad." And I said, "Yeah, of course you are. That's there was an idea." There was a hope. Yeah. There was a, a conception of what it was going to be. And yeah. then you, an expectation. You're, and you're dealing with the loss of that that's yeah. not there. Or it, you start it to build foundations to on top of expectations right. and that's not that's not great. Right. Because it can lead to you know, it can lead to shattering you. Fracture. Right. It can lead right. to fracture. They're false walls that you're building. Fracture. On. That's a Kate Berlant. It can fracture. That's, <laughs> Kate, that's her she's philosophy. So fucking good. But I but I just Should I don't I want to mention this, this. The reason we went off on that slight little tangent there. Is not to defend this guy. It's to merely no, say, not it's to merely all. say to some listeners, uh, you know, sometimes we read these and while we're, we're now invested in her and her journey and all of these things, don't assume that you're just listening to this and you're going, oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm with her. Know that there's could be small elements of you where you maybe are this guy. So step back and don't just go, oh, my God, I hate that she was treated this way. Maybe step back and go, wait, do I do any of these things? Because now you're getting to hear the shattering effects it can have over a long period of time. Because right. I think while we don't often hear these external things about depression – there's a part of me that believes that I think a lot of external things, more than we're aware of, cause a lot of this internal anguish and depression, and we're unaware that we're breaking down our own 
identity of self mm-hmm. uh, because we're committed to an expectation. Uh, and and, and so everybody's that, might be different. There yeah. are there could be someone who's feeling a lot of yes. depression that then they take on a more active lifestyle, whether that's hiking or running or going to a gym, and that seems to uh, uh, stem or you know like uh, push away their depression. Yeah, that don't confuse that that. Being active and fit and having a lifestyle is going to help someone else's depression. Exactly. It's all so it's, individual. Yes, yeah, yeah. so individual. The two things I want to hit on before we roll off And of also, this. again, Dan and I, we say this all the time, we're not experts. No. So you're getting our undivided attention and our genuine responses. And but care. we care. People might be listening and go, this is not how you handle this situation at all. We don't know any of when is what. Right. Yeah. Right. And who are we? Or wrong, who are we? Right. <laughs> um, but I will say, like, one thing that jumped out to me that I think anybody who's in a relationship should think about um, is that it was – where was I? Well, I wanted to find it. I'll just have to remember it because I don't remember where it was. But, um, oh, we okay, we would most often agree that the problem was me. Yeah. Yeah. Even if that's true, don't don't be in a relationship where you're always the problem. Yeah. Because one, you're probably not. And two, then maybe you guys just aren't a good match. Yeah. If you're always the problem. Yeah. Yep, it's always me. I'm the shit. Yeah. I'm the shit and you're the heel and I'm just on your fucking heel here. Yeah. Then maybe maybe you're just not a good match. Yeah. Or don't let someone convince you. That you're the problem. You, their problem with you might be because of their problem. Right. Yes, you are causing them an issue, but it's because they're coming at it already from a bad place. Yeah. Just, just that. I don't know why. I just want that to be said. My last thing. Should I forget about it because I'm otherwise happy or should I do something in regards to being with someone? Yeah, I let's would... talk about this for a second. Like the, the next phase. Right. Because... <clears throat> she doesn't run into anybody single, she says. I, I, I personally do this knowing that you have come out and come through this and uh, changed, yeah, clean, refreshed. I'm sure it's still not easy. I'm sure there's still you right. know these traumatic things you cope with and yeah. that you acknowledge them. But Hugs and kisses. based on this letter, it seems like you're in a good place now about how you feel about yourself as an individual and yeah. probably what you would uh, bring to bring to a a uh, a relationship. Uh, the great thing is that you not being in the middle of it means that that doesn't need to be the focus of what Daniel and I are talking about because we have no advice for someone who's, <laughs> you know, you've, you've done it. So what do we know? We haven't had to go through right. it. So you right would on. actually, your letter has already taught us and all the listeners, Hey, I went through this and I was in a very long-term relationship. And just so you know, you can still years. come out on the other side, uh, changed and know what you want and be an individual. To her point of looking back and saying that she's sad, uh, for instance, on on wondering what this other life could have been, mm-hmm. I I totally understand that and I I get that. But something you have to think about is that you you can only know what you know, and your life can only be what it is, and you only made decisions you could make based on information that you you had mm-hmm. uh sarah Schaefer said that the other day she her therapist says you know at the time whether you made a right decision or wrong you made what you thought was the best decision with the information that you have and i think that's such a great uh great line yeah but at the same time you can't sit here and say that if you had 
all of the things that you dream of, a, a, a great relationship with a husband and, and children and a house and a car and whatever we paint in our minds as like this great picture, you can't sit here and say with certainty that you'd feel better than you do right now without those things. The way that you feel right now, saying that you feel good and refreshed and you have this sense of self and individuality, you don't know that that doesn't outweigh the things that you think you still might want or wish you had. Mm -hmm. You don't know. You have what you have. And the fact that you feel good about it is its own reward. I, I, we all fantasize about what we want our life to be or what we wish our life was or who we were all the time. It's just what we do. But you only have what you have and you only know what you know. And instead of, you know, maybe fantasizing about these other things and wondering what they could be, maybe sit back and just go, well, I'm in a good spot right now. And that might not be the case if I had all the things in my dreams, if I had all the sure. the fantasies come true. I might not be as happy as I am now. And I and there's no way to ever prove that or know that it's right or wrong, but I think take take solace in the fact that, and I'm not saying you're not doing that, but the fact that you came through this and came out on the other side and feeling the way that you feel like 37 years, that's a huge victory. Out. That is a huge victory right. that I, as someone who hasn't gone through that, I can still recognize. And I'm sure all our listeners can still recognize that is so a massive of an accomplishment that, you know, I think it's great to, it's just, you're never resigned to anything. Yeah. Yes. But that to me is what 37 years. Yes. And I think putting yourself to be able out to be there, like, you know what, it's, it has been 37 years, but I, I, I don't have to stay in this. Yeah, exactly. I, I figured That's out so what huge. is hurting me, and it's, it's time for – I'm going to take it back. It's so huge. It's so big. You took it back, and, and, and maybe you have got it, like, better now. But I think in the world of knowing that you don't need anybody or necessarily want anybody, but wondering and, and your curiosity, I think knowing that you put that vibe out in the universe, hey – Maybe it comes your way. Maybe you stumble into something and you go, oh, this is yeah. great and and wonderful. But I think you already know that none of that is the definition of anything. Right. You know, maybe it's great. Maybe it's not. Maybe you'd love to see what it's like to do the, do that kind of work with someone who's also willing to do that kind of work and see what you build. But none of us, uh, single or not, you can't live your life. Uh, constantly, you know, in search of and want of the what about the, the well, why, why I want to be in this relationship or do these things like yeah. they just sometimes. But I think if you happen do, if or you they do don't, want, if, if you do want something, put yourself in those, put yourself in the scenario where those things are possible, but don't put pressure on yourself pressure. to make that's it happen. exactly right. That's what I that's so what like, I want to say. So it's pressure, like if yeah. you want to play Marco Polo, well, then get in the first, get in the pool, yeah, and then maybe Marco Polo will happen. Yeah. But be okay if that isn't the vibe of the party. Yeah. You it know what I mean? It could also become sharks and minnows, and then it's right. like, who's the shark, right. and like, right, how right, do you right. decide? Fish out of water. But like, th- so I would say like, uh, maybe if you're in some sort of near metropolitan area, do some more events, see if there's like meetup groups. There's like trips that people do that are kind of already group-based trips. I'm not saying like a singles cruise, although if that works for you, great. Great. But like... Right, maybe, right, right, right. maybe put yourself in some of those scenarios. You might just end up making some new great friends of people who are in the the same uh, age-ish area of life as you that are just looking for some 
new adventures and they've had things in their life. They're like, you know what? I never fucking did this. Yeah. And my husband or wife passed away and now I'm just trying to maybe just have some new adventures for our adventure book. And I, th- and, and- I think we've said this before and that's, I don't have any dating advice and I don't know it. I, I was in a fortunate position where, and, and, and this is why I believe this. this. Sandra's in the same thing yeah. is what you're about to say. I, I, she, 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 yeah. Our entire life she was married. Yes. My position with my wife I went out and did a thing that I enjoyed doing with a group of people, and that led me to my wife, who was also doing that. Right. So you're talking if, about bucket, like bucket drumming, bucket drumming, yeah, 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 just busking. You know what I mean? In yeah, general, yeah, you yeah. meet people, yeah. you get permits, you make money. But you know, you're right. You did. You just went out to do a thing, and then you found so like-minded say, people, and you found a super like-minded yeah, person. If I love golf. And I'm if I'm 39 right now and I'm single yeah. and I love golf, yeah. maybe there's a world where I meet a golfer simply because I was doing the thing that I love doing. And maybe uh-huh. I meet someone who also loves that thing. I'm not saying that's right, right. but I'm saying why not put yourself in a position to do the things that you love doing as an individual and just see if maybe you end up meeting someone who loves that thing too as opposed to um, – as opposed to, and I'm not saying this is wrong, right. but as opposed to just going to a bar and being like, well, this is where right. single people would be here to meet. That doesn't necessarily narrow down like Who, the, the interests the, of yes, people. Exactly. But Other if than they you like are drinking, super maybe. into, uh, I just want to think of like <clears throat> something random and just see if it adds up. But if you were just into jujitsu, for instance, sure. how do you not know that maybe you going and doing that and learning how to do it and, and being obsessed with it and loving it and and and, and learning this skill set and, and liking it, that maybe in that scenario you don't go you suddenly grab drinks with someone as friends and then go, oh, my God. And also, we both love this one thing that mm-hmm. is kind of like something we love. I'm not saying that that's where healthy – great natural relationships come from i'm just putting that out there for anyone not necessarily specifically sandra here but anyone just know that there's a world where sometimes maybe that stuff lines up and you do meet someone i'm i i that's just a that's something that happened for me and now here i am you know 16 or 17 years later uh with the same person and it just started in there we right. were we both are live entertainers and so we both have that. And, and so you, it doesn't define is, who we are as a couple, but it started there. Right. Follow your passion <clears throat> and just see who you meet along the way. Absolutely. I wish I could have said it that that way, but that's why we're pen pals. Of course, buddy. But exactly. you got me there by what you said. Oh, my God. And now, and also we met by loving podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> that is not, no, it was, but it was. It was. We are live entertainers. Yes. So... Here we are. Here we are. Here we are now in relationships with this community of people who also just enjoy a nice wholesome letter and a reply. Agreed. And that's what we try to give. All right. Uh, Sandra. Let us know how it goes, Sandra. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah. Love and kisses. Love and kisses right back to you. Yeah. Uh, Let us know how everything goes. Stay the course. Sounds like you're on a good one. Agreed. Sincerely, Daniel Van Kirk. And Rory Van Scovel. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription box service delivering 
full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love, and doing something that's just for you. Visit fabfitfun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. That's fabfitfun.com, code TALKSHOW. Hey, do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girl Strip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film, how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life. So there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. Hey guys, we're back. Back! Back! In the saddle again! Back! In back. the saddle again! We don't know any other words. Now. I know I don't, and I know you don't. I don't even know, I don't even know the main words. Because I'm back in the saddle again. But here's my ACDC? main question for ACDC? you is, where is Jack Phillips? Where is Dave? So, these are, we should play this every time we have stuff like this. Give it to me. You want, you want some more of it? Yep. Because can you just say hit me with your best shot? Hit me with your best shot. Fire away. Where is Jack? Hashtag where is Jack? Hashtag where is Jack? Shanley, do not fuck this up for us, dude. Hashtag where is Jack, dude? <laughs> also, also hashtag where is Jackie P? I like that too. Okay, both. I want both, Shanley. These um, demands. We have no updates. Also, on D thirteen and Kevin eleven. Yeah, the D's for Derek. At this point, we don't. Right. We will. You better also, fucking believe we will. Do you have a Papa Bear chair yet? I don't have a Papa Bear chair. Where are they? Ooh. Directed by Daniel Van Cole. I know. That's the same exact thing. God, that hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts because it's like, it makes me feel like, where is the universe? When right. things, when it's I, because we were both picturing, like, oh, this is the part where they finally say directed, directed by, by, yeah. Ugh, it's the right, universe. It makes dude. me uncomfortable. Oh, it's okay it to be really, in a shared space. It really makes me uncomfortable. I'm going to dive right in. First off, I want to say that this the 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 people that sent us this letter sent us a framed picture. I'll pay for the pop up chair if you have it. Just let they me sent know. us a framed picture yep. from 2019 Houston, which was the first ever live pen pals picture with them. 
Yep. Picture just taken. Got and it. now you're looking at it on our Instagram if you're so inclined. Uh, that's Weekend of Texas, part one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they sent a great letter, and I just want to say they drew a really cool paper airplane on it, and this handwriting is not cursive, as it shouldn't be, because it can be very difficult to read. Reminder for when is what? Part two has happened. That's such what we beautiful about handwriting here. Okay. Hey, guys. I got married recently to the love of my life, and a few months before the wedding, we found out that my younger sister, May, is pregnant. It definitely took a lot of pressure from us. Took... It definitely took a lot of pressure from us as a couple to not rush into having a child. We've gotten less comments and questions as to when we will be having one of our own, which is nice because it's kind of embarrassing watching my husband shut those questions down. Although we've always said we'd wait till I turn 30, which will be next year, to make a final decision whether we want a child or not. My husband has made it quite clear at times that he would prefer to wait till we're much older or not have children at all. His parents had him when they were in their 40s, and he is an only child. So I feel like he doesn't understand how amazing it is to have siblings or cousins around uh, the same age. I most definitely do want a child, but I have a lot of fears since I've dealt with depression for a big part of my life and still deal with anxiety. It's kept me from doing things in life I wanted to do, and I don't want one of those things to be motherhood. I don't want to pressure my husband into a decision that might make him unhappy, but I also don't want to miss out on what I think would be a great experience for the both of us. Should I throw in the towel and live vicariously through my sister and her baby, or should I put my foot down and say, this is happening, but also I need your help? Uh, oh, and here's a picture of the four of us with you guys in Texas. We're big fans of the podcast and love you guys. George, my sister's boyfriend, is the one who grew the shoe. Keep up the funny stuff and sorry about my nervous handwriting. Oh, my God. Shut the I fuck know. up. It's I want to hit. I want to hit the letter. I want to rip it up now because you think this is <laughs> the fact that you think this is nervous <laughs> handwriting. Uh, it's perfect. Anna, your friend, Anna. Anna, ew, I'm so mad at you now. And you, it's <laughs> Why in the would picture, I become angry? Look at she like customized the frame. You just see me punch the letter. <laughs> That's my retaliation. Look, she customized Anna, the frame. Anna, I want to hit dude. your letter. Um, Isn't that nice? And customize the frame. Anna, you went above and beyond, and your handwriting is exquisite. Imagine when she's not nervous. Is it? Does it glow? It shines. Yeah. You actually, it just goes into your brain. You download you it. And it. you just have it. You don't even read it. You just like go, the oh, I know the letter. I know, I know the letter. I know Kung Fu. I know, I know letters. I know her letter. Whoa. And everyone's like, why is that a benefit? You're like, I don't know. I just I don't have to read it now. Right. Um, let's dive right into this. I know. I have big feelings about this letter. Great. Uh, do you want to start? I just... Kick it off. Kick it off. You got married. You're ready to kick off. You won the coin toss and what you want the kickoff. What happens if you get to 30 and you're like, definitely want kids? And your husband's like, definitely don't. It is a conversation. A conversation? I'm not getting Shouldn't the impression her husband out? definitely doesn't. He said, we're either going to have them w- w- late in life or not at all. He doesn't get to decide that. But wouldn't, I know He that. does not get to decide that. But wouldn't that. you also n- need... But he is a part of the Let conversation. Let me ask you as a married man. Okay. Well, I think I'm still married. When is what? We don't know when this is coming out. This could be 20 years from now. <laughs> it's true. We don't know. Uh, isn't... Um, you're going to be married in 20 years. Isn't... Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Man, the time travel thing. Okay. Isn't that a conversation before you get married? Do you definitely want to have kids or definitely don't? But while that is a conversation, because I see where you're going, while that is a conversation, if you both have a question mark at that time, 
honestly have a question mark at that That's time. That's fine. Then it's hard to get, it's hard to pro, like, be like, well, then let's not proceed until we both know. Like, that's not reality. You you might still get married and right. then just be like, but at least then oh, you're well, both like, I don't know. And you yes. can both be like, look, when we got married, neither one of us knew. So I'm sorry we feel different. Yeah. But to be like, I told you I might not ever want kids. Yes. I'm assuming, and she kind of. I just think people get she divorced. She points out over who this. people are I know in this people picture. Get divorced over this. I know who George and May is. I know, and I don't want. I'm going to assume the other guys. Are I don't husband. want that for them at all. I'm not saying I'm picking up on future divorce. I'm not putting that on them. It no, just scares, not at all. It gives me anxiety. Not at all. I don't think that. I don't think it's future divorce. And I mean, they're talking love of my life. I think they're in a good place, and they they communicate. I think they communicate well. Anxiety. I think they communicate well. Here's something I want to put out there because it's sort of not in this letter, uh, and I'm only putting it out there for. For our listeners and people who know what I'm talking about, but I don't, I, I feel like there aren't, it, it's not talked about enough. Postpartum depression is a very real 100%. thing. Yes. And I'm only, I'm not saying that to deter, I'm not saying to, I'm only saying it to research it, consider it, know that it could be something that you, you deal with. I think a lot of women uh, deal with it and, uh, I think there may be sometimes they're slightly surprised by it because it isn't just out there and talked about enough as a very real thing. Your body has changed so much and your hormones and everything that you suddenly have a baby and that act alone in its own physical form, the way your body has changed and now suddenly you've pushed a human out of your fucking body. And so you're dealing with that. You're dealing with all your brain chemistry changing wildly. You're dealing with how ang- how much anxiety that comes with having a child, whether you're depressed or not, is already its own crazy amount of anxiety. All of that gets coupled together and it's a lot. It is a it is a fucking lot. I don't like I said, I don't say that to deter you and say, well, I've dealt with depression. That doesn't mean I don't think that means you'll definitely deal with postpartum depression. I can't say that as as an informed person, but from what I've I've learned, I don't think it means you definitely do. I think I now having had a kid, I see these conversations more and I see my wife in these uh mother groups online uh that talk about these things and it's it's more common than people realize, and uh, it's just something to be aware of, knowing that you have dealt uh, with depression and anxiety. Uh, know that this is potentially something that comes along with it. I'm not saying allow that to define what you're going to do. I say that as a as a caring person to stay informed of it. Something a lot of people also don't talk about. Men also deal with postpartum depression, and I don't know that it, ag- it necessarily lives in the world of uh, your body changing right. or ke- brain chemistry. But having a child is a very big deal, uh, and it is a lot of work. But it is also an incredible experience, and it is also something that you cannot fully predict how it's going to make you feel until you do it. And it can change your life. It can make your heart grow a thousand times. It can suddenly make you not care about things that you thought were so critical and important for you as an individual. It can erase some other anxieties and it can erase other things because now you just go, I don't give a fuck about anything but this kid. And that act alone, it's individual for everybody, but that act alone can be beautiful. Mm-hmm. It can be an, an awesome experience and something that you love doing and love uh, having for people that, uh, but at the same time, that isn't true for everybody. There are people who have kids and don't experience what I just said. I'm coming from a place of individuality and some of my friends and conversations we've had, 
But I, I personally, for me personally in this argument, and I don't think it's an argument, but this discussion with your husband, I wouldn't wait till I'm older. I would say if if truly wanting a child is something you think you're going to want later, then I and say go for children. it now. I say the thing to always be cautious and aware of, and again, it's not true for everybody, is where you're at financially. That's what I and my wife decided to make sure we were in a place financially where we could afford having a child. I think that's the saddest thing to have to say. But for us, that mattered a lot because we didn't want to go forward in in a financial struggle. Mm-hmm. There's people that do it. There are people that are amazing at it. There's people that the financial thing they don't care about and they're fine with it. Right. Uh, for us, that was just something we wanted to prevent when we had kids. And uh, I don't know. It, th- this is such a bigger discussion between you and your husband, but I, I don't. If you if there's a part of you that doesn't want to just move on and not and go ah he doesn't really want to do it maybe I don't want to do it like there's no right or wrong I, I I don't in in a lifetime in a couple being married you don't have to have kids no and and it doesn't mean that you won't still have this amazing happy life and also your heart grow a thousand times and you experience all these other things there's so much to a life that that I'm just saying. I don't want you to just assume that it's it, it, it's like, oh, we had this kid and we weren't ready and blah, blah, blah. If you're talking about it and you know it and you know that you could do it, believe me, you can do it. Your main thing is loving the kid. Are you going to love the kid? If you're going to love the kid, you're already off to an amazing start. If you genuinely in your heart are like, oh, I care about my kid and I want the kid to stay alive and I want the kid to have a good life. You are already exactly where you need to be in bringing a child into the world and raising them. That is the that is the most important thing. Obviously, from there, I'm told food and water and oxygen are, are kind of important. But if you love your kid, it means the all things can more than likely fall into place if you right. truly care about your kid. But, yeah, I think it's something, Dan, if we can't answer this for you. I know. This is you, you this and the hubs. This gives me anxiety. You and the hubs. Because she said multiple kids. And he's like, I don't know if I want any. Yeah. Multiple, multiple brothers and sisters. And, but also don't, do, I, I wouldn't go into it being like, yeah, but cousins and, and siblings that are all the same age, don't let those exterior things define what this one experience is with this one person. My wife and I are not having more kids. We have one. I was one of seven. My child will be an only child. And while I know what it's like to have siblings and I want to share that because maybe I liked it for me, I don't know what it's like to not have siblings. So I can't say which is better. That's a good point. And I can't say which one you would want. Like, if you truly don't know, you don't – I don't know that you miss this thing that you don't know necessarily what it even is. There's plenty of siblings that hate each other. Mm -hmm. It doesn't – just because you're family doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything good or bad. Some families make their lives work and relationships work. Some families don't at all. Some do with some and not with others. Exactly. So within one family, you have multiple levels of relationships. Exactly. And yeah. so, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't look at it as like siblings. I wouldn't make that a part of the conversation. Uh, but it is a conversation. And I think you got to know you got to know what you want. But but uh, fear of having a child. I mean, that doesn't even go away once you've had the child. I mean, well, fear of not it's a part a of it. You're bringing a human into the world to experience the world and experience reality and you don't even know what this is so you know 
if 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 you guys are feeling it, feeling it. If you guys are both like, ah, I just don't really know. If you're both like, I just don't really know, then you know, I don't know. I it's it's hard to answer it as an outside but person I will say because if it you know. if it if it is a if you identify it as a life goal for you, as a priority in your life to have a child, to have a child, <coughs> then make sure you do it. I'd say do, but I'd also say make sure you like I. If you we had we had our kid when I was thirty five, I kind of wish I was a little bit younger because I kind of wish I had a little more energy and I wish I was a, a, a younger person. But at the same time, I wasn't I wasn't financially ready, and I don't know that mature wise I was. I don't know. I still might not be ready to have a kid. <laughs> but there are factors to consider. Is there stuff that you can control that maybe makes having a kid easier for us? It was finances. There might be other stuff. That you go, all right, how do we make this very hard thing a little bit easier yeah. in these other genres of our lives? So, I don't really know. That's my best answer. Let us know if you have that kid. Yeah. And when is what? You know, you maybe already had it. I mean, you might have four kids by now. Could be. But either way, I have a good, strong feeling we're going to see you at Texas Part 2 if you made a frame for Part 1. Oh, that would be great. Be there. Well, it already will have happened. Yes. Yes. Will it have well, where is this? Where's what? Where is what? I know. Houston. It is Houston. We do know that. <laughs> we, and we know that it's pen pals. I know. <laughs> so some questions we can't answer. I imagine the next episode from this, you will start to hear about what, what happened and how we all fit. The next episode might be the live episode from... That's exactly right. From the show. That might be right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I know this was brief, but uh, I feel like we... We meant We it. hopefully provided something there. It is, it's just a very tough one to I know. answer because it is so individual... Individual as your couple and also individual as individuals within the couple. Gives me anxiety. Everything is anxiety. Everything is. I have anxiety right now about what my daughter is doing right now. Is she okay? Ugh, don't. I'm not worried about her. That's, that's all you do. That's all you do. <laughs> but then you see each other and you go, ah, it's worth it. Yeah, we're good. Get uh, it. Anyways, I hope we help. Your pen pals, Roy Scoville. And Daniel Vinker. It wasn't so long ago. A podcast network. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.